0: Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 35, the Bible says, in the middle of that verse is where we're going to start, where we left off. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings and moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sold asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, been destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. That's where we'll stop tonight. Lord, we love you. Lord, I really do need your help tonight. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help, please, Lord, in every avenue. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just get all the glory from this place tonight. Lord, please, I need your help, Lord. Lord, I cannot preach without you. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd give liberty. I pray, God, that you'd give guidance and instruction lord in every avenue lord that you would be glorified in all things lord i need your help tonight god i really do and i pray god that you would be um, in all things you might have the preeminence and glory in this place tonight lord we understand the avenue that we're walking down tonight i ask you god to please help me guide me and direct me in jesus name we do pray this prayer amen Last week we preached in the series entitled By Faith. We preached last week on the winds of faith. As we saw many victories which were wrought by the people of God um, and people who lived thoroughly by faith in their lives. However, there's another side to the story. Not, all, not only are there great wins by those, but there are also what you would call great wars that come to those who live by faith on a daily basis. And um, I, w- I would say I'm experiencing some situations here right now. Uh, not exact moment, but I'm just saying that we're speaking of. But the context is to the Hebrews, of course, written to the Hebrews. And um, they surely dealt with much hardship for living by faith. And of course, um, this does not fit the shell that we live in today. It doesn't fit the mold that we've put itself in today of the prosperity gospels. For um, that's very much uprising in the day that we live in. Um, It has nothing to do with that. But the fact is, is the life lived by faith is not what you'd call always sunshine, sunshine and dandelions, or sunflowers and dandelions, and sunshine and roses, and you know all the best shebang that you think of. That's not what it is. It's just absolutely not that. It may cost you much to live in this world is what it's going to do. Uh, It's going to cost you praise, it's going to cost you position, it's going to cost you pristine, uh, and it's going to cost you possessions in this world to live by faith. Uh, But in this life uh, that is ahead, it will be much better, hallelujah, and much benefit to those who live by faith. So this season I'd like to preach on the opposite of wins, but the wars of the faith, the wars of the faith. I got two points for you and 18,000 sub points. So hang tight. Um, there's a list of situations that goes through this uh, that took place here to the people of faith. Uh, there's a list here. So I want you to notice number one, the affliction of the, the affliction uh, um, to those who lived uh, by faith, the affliction to those uh, who lived by faith. There's this big list that we just went through uh, that I'd like to walk through with the Lord's help tonight. And I believe it's laid out in a very um, in f- about four different categories tonight. Uh, so I got subpoints to my subpoints to my subpoints tonight. Uh, and so I want you to know, number one, uh, um, the afflictive treatment uh, that was to those who lived. Uh, by faith and so the affliction they faced was brutal it was it was very serious there was no doubt about that and so I want you to notice the first treatment that took place according to the scripture the bible says in verse 35 and others were tortured and so I looked up that word and I'm going to call it the torture of stretching the treatment of stretching and so I understand in our Terms today, uh, this term tortured could be in a bunch of different avenues and a bunch of different ways. Uh, but if you look in the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, uh, you'll find this little study, small study that you can do on that word tortured uh, is summed up in just a few words. And the first one is being uh, stretched on a wheel being stretched on a wheel which a person is tied to a wheel uh, and they're stretched until every member of their joints are torn apart Uh, they are pulled out of joint completely uh, is what that word tortured is speaking of Uh, and I tell you that this was by very means uh, torture in that day that's what they meant when they meant of torture Uh, it meant very much stretching a body out on a wheel uh, and stretching them as far as they possibly could until their joints uh, came out of place. It's an absolute horrid thought uh, um, to think of, but this is what happened to people in that day that lived by faith. Who's to say it can't happen again? So there's the treatment there. uh, There's the treatment of stretching. uh, And then it goes on and tells us in verse 36, uh, um, And others had trials of grimace and scourgings. So there's the treatment of scourging, not only the treatment of stretching, uh, um, but there's the treatment of scourging. Now this means to whip. uh, It means to lash. uh, And this is what took place to your Lord and to my Lord. uh. In Matthew 27, verse 26, the Bible says, And Pilate then took him uh, and scourged him. uh, And the person would be tied to a whipping post uh, in such a position that their back would be bent over. uh, And then a whip would be placed across their backs. uh, literally tearing out skin and flesh uh, and oftentimes literally uh, would be used uh, for confessional purposes Uh, and what this was uh, is that there was just lean them over in complete torture uh, and give them the stripes in which they deserved Uh, 39 stripes Paul said I received 5 times uh, uh, 39 stripes Uh, and he received those stripes because that's the number of mercy uh, um, but they couldn't go over 40 and there was 39 stripes that was given. I don't know if it was given to our Lord, but he got 39, I'll say, with a cat of nine tails and ripped his flesh out and ripped every being that he had across his body, the membranes and the, 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 the veins and all the things that it could grab a hold of and rip them out of his body. But why did he have to stand at the confessional booth at the whipping post? He had nothing to confess. The Bible says in Isaiah 53 7 that he was oppressed and afflicted and he openeth not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before shears is dumb he openeth not mouth. his mouth. And so here he is and he has been scourged by us. We were deserving of that scourging but he took every stripe because by his stripes you can be healed. And I can be healed. It is by those stripes that He openeth not His mouth. It is by those stripes that we're healed. I'm by the blood of Calvary because if it weren't for the stripes we would not have the blood. We would not have all the blood. But all the blood was shed that day. Thank God and I'm glad. But these Old Testament saints dealt with the treatment of scourging. And then they dealt with, thirdly, this treatment of sentencing where the Bible says, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. So, So the godliest of people have been put in prisons for doing right for living by faith, but wrong. They they were doing wrong in the eyes of wicked man. I know two people in the Bible, of course, in the Old Testament, because that's what this is referring to, in the Old Testament that spent good amounts of time in prison. One of them would be Joseph, of course. And Joseph went to prison. Joseph did nothing wrong, but through accusation he found himself in the prison of Egypt. And there he was, sitting under the bonds and the imprisonment of something he didn't even do. Then we find the faithful prophet Micaiah over there in 1st Kings chapter 22 where the Bible tells us that Ahab the king had put him into prison and Micaiah did nothing wrong all he did was preach righteousness to the wicked king Ahab Jehoshaphat looked at him and said is there any one is there any king and the wicked king knew that it was a preacher and he said there is but one Micaiah he said he doesn't have nothing good to say about me all he has to say he's evil I don't like him at all uh, he never has nothing good to say about me uh, yet he was placed inside of the prison oh, uh, because he come and preached what nobody else would uh, and he was placed in the prison uh, and he was given nothing but bread and water 1 Kings twenty two twenty seven tells us he was given nothing but bread and water there was the treatment of sentencing then fourthly uh, I tell you that though it could be us someday We could be in prison for preaching the gospel. We might have already been if we weren't for our location. Then there's the, also it goes on, they were stoned. There's the treatment of stoning. Now Naboth was stoned by the wicked king Ahab and queen for not giving up and selling his vineyard. And then Zechariah was stoned between the altar and the temple, you can read in Zechariah, and between the altar and the temple, he was stoned. You know, the original purpose and the originality of this, uh, this stoning was actually given by the Lord. It was in the law. Leviticus twenty, verse two. The Bible tells us that he is. They they are to stone those who were thieves, who were the malefactors, or what they called them. Um, it was it was a purpose for the malefactors. Uh, but however, God's people have dealt with this for centuries. Uh, it was not intended for God's people to be stoned, uh, but it was under the law, uh, and it was for uh, wicked people to be stoned. Uh, and but but God's people have dealt with it for centuries. Wicked. Then we see the treatment of sawing. The Bible says they were sawn asunder. This literally means sawed in half. And it is really hard to comprehend the the extent that these people would go for one who is living by faith. History tells us that the prophet Isaiah was sawn asunder. History tells us. The Bible doesn't tell us that. But history tells us that the prophet Isaiah was sawn asunder. And... um, he was ordered, it was ordered by the King Manasseh at that time that he would be sawn asunder. He would be cut in half. But killing is the desire, but torture is the desire first for these people. It's hideous. It really is. The treatment of stoning, then sixthly, I want you to notice the treatment of the sword. The Bible says we're slain with the sword. This took place multiple times where Christians were killed by the slaughtering of the sword. We can look at Scripture and find many occasions where this took place. Um, Also, I believe it could imply to the fact that some were beheaded. Not only were some slain by the sword, by literally cutting or whatever, but some were beheaded. We know John the Baptist was beheaded. Some say that Paul was beheaded by Nero, of course. So there's different aspects to look at. But I know that in Elijah's day, there were many prophets which were killed by the sword. The Bible tells us that there is. And the King King Doeg, he was a wicked, wicked king, King Doeg, he was um, under him, there was 85, I think it was, 85 priests which were slain under his leadership by the sword. And so, so there's many things, but nonetheless, it's wicked, and uh, really, this is war for those who live by faith. It's war, and we can never put it past. Uh, we can never put it past it being us next. We never can, uh, you know. And as we do know, just last week, uh, um, Brother Troel was killed at gunshot. Why? Killing them out by the faith, man. It's faith. Just keep the faith, so we see the treatment afflictive treatment. I want you to notice the afflictive tongues to those who live by faith. The Bible tells us that they were in one short term he does not only does he lay out all those treatments that were treat how, how they were treated, but it tells us very clearly that they were and others had trial of cruel mockings, speaking of the tongues, and the writer tells us also of a, of that way and those who live by faith had expe- had to experience affliction this was another way that they had to experience some type of affliction and and this is shortly no- noted but I, I believe it's very relevant in the day that we live in today um why why though because because uh, affliction typically starts with the tongue I mean it starts with the mouth and then it leads to actions and then and so the words follow with actions that's just how it happens and the word cruel mocking's there um uh, I mean, it could speak of many different aspects but it speaks of false accusation it speaks of lies twisting facts back back etc etc and I just want to let you know uh, you will deal with this don't quit because people talk because if I'd been quit a long time ago Some of the closest people to me have talked. John G. Butler stated like this, Do not look for accolades from the mouths of men for living by faith, but rather expect sneering, mocking, and ridicule. For one who lives by faith, praise will come from God in heaven, but seldom from men of the earth. Don't happen much, but don't quit when they start talking about you. Amen. So we see the afflictive tongues and the afflictive Treatment. And then thirdly, we see the afflictive tempting to those who live by faith. The Bible says in verse 37, they were sown asunder, were tempted. We're tempted. This is something that is, a tri- that is described as to us as a triumph of faith. Right? That's what all this is. They're, they're, they're wins even though they're wars. Because they overcome them. They might have, they might have died. But they they had faith and they lasted and they lived out to the other side. Their faith became sight, right? And so this is not something small, but in a world we live in today, there's much temptation on every corner. I mean, I'm sure this is summed up that this is summed up in every form imaginable. I can only imagine from looking to lusting to retreating back or whatever it may be. But people and preachers today are tempted to give in to compromise for what they believe, and maybe it's to keep popularity, maybe it's to keep prestige or maybe position or pay. But can I just tell you is that we must stand on the word of. God uh, by faith. Sin is still going to be sin in Mountain Valley Baptist Church. Uh, you can like it or you can not like it. Uh, I'm still going to call it out because I'm not compromising. Uh, I'm still going to preach loud because the Bible tells me uh, um, to, to be... Uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, I'm trying to remember this and and uh, in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 1. I'll tell you the verse but uh, you can find it if you want to. Uh, it might be Isaiah 60 but nonetheless uh, cry aloud. There we go. Cry aloud and spare not. Uh, show the house of Jacob their transgressions uh, we are to do that in this world uh, and we are to tell those outside uh, um, that hell is a home uh, for them uh, and heaven is available for all uh, and hell is avoidable for all uh, and there is a way out uh, and there is a way of escaping that's through the precious blood uh, of Jesus Christ uh, without spot and without blemish uh, we must still proclaim that truth uh, and no matter if there's five uh, or if there's is two. Or if there's five hundred, uh, we must do it uh, and call it like it is. There is no compromise, uh, friend. You can not pay me one time, and I promise you the truth. I am still gonna preach what's right. You can like me or not like me. I'm still gonna preach. It ain't gonna change me. Amen. Amen. The afflictive tempting. I'm sure they dealt with some tempting. Then, lastly, there's the afflictive traveling to those who live by faith. The Bible says. About in well, they wandered about in sheepskin and goat skin, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And so affliction and persecution often results in one living by faith. It's going to happen, it's inevitable. But sometimes they have to get away with their lives. And I believe that's what it's saying to us. Amen. That they're having to get away with their life at some point in time. I want you to look at three things concerning that. Well we let's look at the clothing of the afflicted. The Bible says sheepskin and goat skin. The first person you're gonna think of is John the Baptist. Probably the second person you're gonna think of is Elijah. And that's true. Those who live in by faith and afflicted will not always be in the top ten best dress list. Amen. Just not gonna be. Um but, but they they're often in rags. They're not in robes because they're living by faith. doesn't mean that you can't have nice clothing. It's a good thing to have nice clothing, ain't it? But sometimes you won't. Sometimes you won't. We know Elijah was said to be in these clothes, John the Bad and so on. Clothing of the afflicted. Then I want you to notice the conditions of the afflicted. The Bible says they were destitute, afflicted, and tormented. I told you I have subpoints, points, my subpoints, points, my subpoints. points. And so there's the destitute there. That speaks more or less on poverty side, the side of poverty, and so riches, rich lives are not always lived by those who live by faith. I'm talking about natural rich lives. There might be, there's definitely supernatural rich lives, but not saying it's wrong to have money. But yet there are lives, those that live by faith, their lives might not be so rich here, but man over over yonder, amen. Over there can't compare it to what's what they could what they could gain over here Paul tells us that he'd he'd much rather have riches over there than over here then there's the afflicted and the tormented that doesn't deal with the poverty side but it deals with the pain side and so pain and suffering is something seemingly conjoined with those who live by faith especially speaking in the Old Testament terms Many live to buy Faith and dealt with much affliction and much torment in that, but I tell you, as we've seen, just press on. Just press on. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard, It's as hard as you think. So to say that, it's easy to say it. But it's hard to live it. Just press on. Just press on. And we see the countries of the afflicted. The Bible says. They wander in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. We read through many passages of scripture of those who constantly traveled. And they were pilgrims and strangers in a foreign land. And um, all of them were living by faith. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We go on to that. And David and Elijah and Elijah and. and the Lord the Lord I mean that's what he says he says the foxes have holes and birds there have nests but son of man have no place to lay his head I'm telling you here their, their stays were not luxurious hotels wasn't great places but rather meeker caves and deserts and mountains and dens but you know it may be the best for us when it comes to a world who has no fear of God might be the best place for us to flee. For a place that has no fear of God and they have no, no respect for the word of God, men of God, or God himself. They reject the blessed word of God and it might be our best way to go. Caves and dens. So we see the affliction of those who live by faith. And lastly, and I'm, I'm done, quickly. Just got to hit one more part. I want to see the announcement about those who live by faith. The Bible says in verse 38, it says, Of whom the world was not worthy. (laughs) Of whom the world was not worthy. This may seem like an interruption, but the writer of Hebrews, after telling us of the afflictions which the people of God and people of faith had faced, he has an announcement that he wants to tell through a parenthetical statement. It's a parenthetical statement. It's very important, by the way, And the Lord stands it out as being very important. It's a parenthetical statement. He said, I want you to look at this, and I want you to check it out. It's a pause in the midst of everything else. There's a parenthetical statement here. and So it's written to those in whom we're afflicting the saints of God. It's basically stating you were not worthy to even have them in your life. You were not worthy to even see them. You were not worthy. To, but, but the writer of Hebrew goes farther than that. Not only were those that afflicted him and afflicted them were not worthy of it, but the whole world wasn't worthy of it. The whole world was not worthy uh, to have the people of God to live and the people of faith to live in it it has no worthiness of it Uh, and so it is of my assessment uh, um, that the reason that God has granted so much grace uh, is because of the people of faith living within this world Uh, we can look back at Genesis chapter 19 uh, and you tell me who made it out of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah alive Uh, because when the people of faith got out of Sodom and Gomorrah the world was destroyed around them Uh, and I'm telling you the truth as the people of faith die out in America right now. Left and right. This world is also dying out of the grace of God. It is losing the people of faith and losing the place of God in this life. And people are leaving the ways of God. And I'm telling you, there's no prayer. There's no prayers. There's no preachers. And preachers are bowing down and prayers are laying down. And I'm telling you, it's not as important thing anymore no society can stand long without people of faith it will one day fail America A.W. Pink said one of my favorite sayings and I'm thankful for this saying he said how little does the world realize how much it owes um, to those who they hate so bitterly how much do they know um, that they owe him the world and they owe the preachers and the people of faith who have stood the course who have kept the faith who have pressed on for God and his righteousness and who have went on Jesus said they hated me first. And they hated me first. And they hated the word of God, which is Jesus Christ Himself. And therefore they will help you. And they'll hate you. The one who lives by faith. Hey, what is faith? It's trusting exactly what God has said he'll do. He'll keep that promise. And it's believing him. And they hated the one dying for them. And beloved, the world is not worthy. And the, the writers of, of the gospel said, uh, John the Baptist said, uh, actually just coming to my mind, uh, um, John the Baptist said uh, and behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the whole world uh, and he said uh, that this is the man uh, in whom sandals I cannot uh, get down and lace. Uh, I'm not worthy to get down and lace him. Uh, and they looked down uh, and as the writer of faith is going through all the afflictions uh, and all the torments uh, and all the hard times uh, and that they had been through, uh, he looked looked at all the writers, uh, he looked at all the ones uh, um, that were sitting there uh, and that had afflicted all of these people and he said you were not worthy uh, um, to even have them in your life uh, and I'm telling you the America that we live in today uh, have absolutely no reason uh, and no worthiness to have uh, a people of faith in this world uh, it is the one that's hanging on to the hand of God, uh, the one that's hanging on to the grace of God, uh, the one who's hanging on uh, and standing firm for the ones uh, who have stayed in the course uh, Paul said I've, I've come to the end of my journey uh, and I've fought a good fight uh, I've kept the faith uh, I've finished my course it's uh, forth there is laid for me a crown of righteousness uh, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me uh, and my peer, not to me only uh, but to all those who look for his appearing uh, I'm looking for the eastern sky to split are you with me uh, I'm looking for it to split I'm looking for him to come and when I do he'll look down at the rest of this world and I'm not saying this mostly but he'll look at the rest of this world and said, you were not worthy and you were not worthy to have them on this earth when he calls his bride out he'll say you were not worthy and destruction will come upon the world above and the world below and everybody will fear and everybody will tremble at the all mighty wrath of a God in heaven but if we'll fear him now they won't have to worry about fearing him later it's either we bow now because we want to or we'll bow later because we're made to there is no in between and I'm telling you here tonight friend we must keep the faith We must keep the faith. Uh, There may be wars and there may be hardships uh, and there may be horrors, but there is a helper. There is a helper and he'll be with us always. I'm going to go ahead and read verse 40 for you where the Bible says, God having provided some better thing for us. We're going to get to that next week. That they without us should not be made perfect. Hey, they didn't get what they were looking for. Oh, but friend, one day we will. If we were to evaluate everything that the Lord has evaluated, and we would evaluate it the way the Lord evaluates it, and look at it at the way the Lord looks at it, we would see whom the Lord praises here in His Word as people of faith. The world persecuted. And whom the Lord honors, the world dishonors. But in the end, the Bible says, Luke chapter 16, verse 15, And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed, for that which is highly esteemed among man is an abomination in the sight of God. If we'll evaluate it God's way, we'll realize that and look at it through His view, we'll find out heavens are in. We'll find out there is everlasting fire for they're in. I don't say that joyfully because I want all men to be saved. But though there may be wars, I'm on the winning side. Whether I go by clod or by the clouds, I'm a winner either way. Whether there's five in Mountain Valley Baptist Church or there's a hundred, I'm a winner either way. And whether I'll preach the Word of God until the day I take my last breath, I'm a winner either way. It does not matter what people want to say. It does not matter what come my way. It does not matter no matter what the Lord and anybody else might say. How little does the world realize how much it really owes those who they hate so bitterly. I'm telling you the truth tonight. This is the wars of faith. And I don't come to you with a prosperity gospel because I come to tell you it will be worse than it is today. There's a Lord in heaven. There's a God in heaven. Who does? It does matter. I made a mistake what I just said just a second ago. It matters what he thinks of me. It don't matter what the world thinks of me. It don't matter what you think of me. You can love the way I preach or hate the way I preach. It does not matter. But it matters how the Lord thinks of me. And I want to please Him with all that I have. And I want to absolutely stay in the world wars of faith. Until the way comes and gets me. Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh from the Father but by me. He's the way. He's the way. Next week I'm going to learn on the wages of faith. It says, and these all, having obtained a good report through faith, receive not the promise. But God having provided so much, some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. It tells us very clearly tonight that some were tortured, others were mocked and scourged and dealt with bonds and imprisonment, stoned and sold asunder and tempted, were slain. They wandered about in sheepskin goat goatskin They were destitute, afflicted, and tortured, tormented. But the world was not worthy of them. I'm thankful tonight. I got a God in heaven who looks at me, and he looks at you, if you're living by faith, and said, they aren't worthy. Just press on, child of God. They aren't worthy. There's a better day come a better day come and I believe 12 goes right on into the next passage and it just tells us right a little bit more where he tells us as he's telling us that in chapter 11 that there's the elders who obtained a good report by faith <clears throat> and Then he tells us about those elders in verse 1 where says well for wherefore what are we to do with wherefore we're to see therefore it came we're to see where it came from Seeing we are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, that who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of God for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds he tells us there's people before us that have made it you can do run the race that is set before you there may be wars but there will be wins, and there will be wages on the other side. Hallelujah. I'm thanking God tonight. Stand to your feet, please. Lord, thank you for the time preaching tonight. I wouldn't do it without you, Lord. I'm so grateful for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your liberty, Lord, that you've given us here tonight. Lord, though there'll be few here, thank you for helping me through the word of God as you did earlier in my study. I'm so grateful for that, Lord. I'll never take it for granted or if I do I pray God you knock me out from under myself. Lord I need your help tonight I need your help as we go on the way and I pray God that you'd help these people here tonight as well help their wives and Lord we ask you God to just please help us along our way and we'll bless your holy name. Thank you for the winds and the wars Lord. Thank you Lord that they hated you first Lord. I hate that they hated you Lord. I don't know why they would but you're such a Such a loving God, but Lord, we understand the judgment that comes in a perfect balance, God, as well. Lord, and we ask you, God, to help us along the way to keep on, even though there may be wars, for the glory of God. We love you so much. In Jesus' name.